Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And welcome back to Hour 3 of the Nutramedical Report for Tuesday. It is the 24th of October, and we have Dr. Bob Teal here, one of my uh, spiritual cohorts trying to fight the battle against the powers of darkness. And, of course, he's one of the senior leaders of the Continuing Church of God. That's ccog.org, ccog.org. And, of course, his main publishing website is cogwriter, c-o-g-w-r-i-t-e-r dot com, I think it is, isn't it, dot com? Yes, that's correct. So, and then you have a few articles and topics to t- touch on today, and I think we have you on next week as well on a Monday on the third hour because we have some things coming up with the current Pope. And uh, actually, a number yeah, next Thursday on the third hour. Oh, Thursday, I mean Thursday, yeah, yeah Thursday, right. so sorry. I'm going to get people confused on that because yeah, Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday yeah. we'll talk about the Reformation and what's right. going on Tuesday, next Tuesday, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So today we have a couple topics. Let's get started. Right. What are the two topics we're going to cover today? Well, first thing I want to go over has to do with um, a message that uh, Pope Francis gave yesterday. Ah. And because this this will tie in ultimately with what's going to go on next week. Right. Uh, In in addition to that, I want to go over uh, something some crazy scientists have. Now, as far as when I say crazy scientists, let me make it clear. These are well-respected scientists by the mainstream. (laughs) Okay. The, the, their, their craziness is basically that they uh, ignore scripture. Uh, so right. They don't think that's the problem. And they've got an issue with the fact that creation actually exists. And we'll get to that. Uh, we'll probably get that. In other words, the scientists are aggravated by the fact that creation exists and their mathematical and scientific models can't explain it, is what you're saying. That's exactly correct. And we'll, we'll get to that later. But yeah, uh-huh. that is exactly the case. They are perplexed that they're brilliance, uh, according to their brilliance, the universe does not exist. And yeah, therefore, yeah. That's um, funny. they can't conceive that they perhaps are not so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what, I, you know what I, I call it the bug theory. You know what the bug theory is? The bug theory is if you're, if you're a beetle or a bug and you continue to hit a window pane and you can't get through the window pane, whether you're outside or inside, it's because you don't believe in glass. <laughs> and, and the fact is your belief system doesn't alter reality 
the fact right. that creation exists indicates that there's a creator God. The, right. the scientific models of evolution, I call evil you while you should. Uh, there is no scientific basis for random creation of new life forms. There isn't. Or even punctuated recreation no. without the hand of God. You're correct. Anyway, we will get to that in a little bit. first one is a little to do with uh, Pope, uh, comments from, from Pope Francis yesterday. These are reported by Zenit.org. Zenit.org, for your listeners, you're not familiar with it. It's a pro-Vatican uh, news agency. And right. I'm going to tie some of this into the Antichrist. So, you oh. might find that strange. Yeah. First, let me read the part that sounds... Well, let's just, let me just read from the Zenit article. This right. is what the Pope said. Uh, Zenit. Uh, how do you spell that Zenit? Z-E-N-I-T? Yeah, dot org, yeah. Z-E-N-I-T dot org. Yeah. And here's uh, what he said in his uh, mass, Catholic mass yesterday morning. An idolatry that kills rather than engages in human sacrifices... Uh, was part of what Pope said. He said to lament rampant consumerism and attachment to money. And uh-huh. then he says hungry children who don't have many medicines, they don't have education, they are abandoned. He says this idolatry makes many people die of hunger, repeated Francis. Right. And then he says we think of just one case of the 200,000 Rohingya children in refugee camps. There are 800,000 people there, of which 200,000 are children. They scarcely have anything to eat. They're malnourished without medicines. Lamented uh, Francis, who's going to go to Myanmar uh, about a month from now, and then Bangladesh. Then he says, our prayer must be strong. Lord, please touch the heart of these people that adore the God, the God of money. It also touches my heart that I won't fall into that, that I may be able to see. This is what Pope Francis told everybody to, to pray. Right. And then, uh, then it continues with, Attachment to the God of money also causes war, even within the family, noted the Pope. We all know what happens when inheritance is at stake, family split, and hatred. And I right. have seen, that, now that last part is correct, I've seen weird things happen when people have an inheritance at stake. But his bigger point is the fact that he says, uh, Our prayer must be strong, Lord, please touch the heart of these people that adore the God, the God of money. So apparently he believes that somebody who has the ability to help these 800,000 people in Rohingya make sure that 200,000 of the children have food and all that. Well, where's my place of these children, by the way? What's the name of the place, Mason? Uh, Myanmar. Uh, it used to be called Burma. Burma, yeah, Myanmar, yeah. yeah. yeah Which Myanmar, basically, Myanmar, yeah. yeah, it used to be Burma or Myanmar, which is right. a place where there's some Pretty poor areas. It's actually uh, uh, well. This is this is on the this is on the, bo- the border areas, if I recall correctly. This is a minority, and it's uh, uh, throughout the uh, say the last several decades, uh, there have actually been Church of God people in Myanmar, and they mostly come from the non-Burmese population. And I've I've heard horror stories for years. Okay, now it's actually finally starting to make the national news. But anyway, the Pope says, look. Uh, there's a big problem here. Those who have money should pray that, uh, you know, those who have such money should, you know, pray to God that he will uh, basically have them solve the problem. And it reminded me of a scripture in Revelation uh, 13, verse 11. Now, I've quoted this before, and when I read it, you'll know this because you've heard this a zillion times. 
It says, Then I saw another beast come out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like the dragon. Right. <clears throat> now, we believe, uh, we the Continuing Church of God believes this is a reference to the Antichrist. Uh, now, what has this got to do with this? Well, you know, when people hear the Pope going out and saying, you know, you have to have the deal with this uh, money situation, uh, it sounds good. As a matter of fact, back in February of this year, he did a video and uh, related to refugees, and he said, don't abandon them, uh, and these who are afflicted, especially the poor, the refugees, and the marginalized. And then he says, we live in towns that build towers, commercial centers, engaged in real estate business, but leave a part of themselves on the margin, on the peripheries. So he's essentially blaming uh, free enterprise uh, business owners for the fact that there are, there are poor people. <clears throat> I think his background is that uh, Pro Francis, though, is a communist. We know that. He's also a Satanist. And he doesn't believe in a personal relationship with God, which is kind of strange because the Vatican has got resources of hundreds of billions of dollars worldwide. They don't see them dissolving those and paying for food or shelter or whatever or other means of protection for the poor and the destitute. I mean, this is pretty pretty corrupt behavior, isn't it? Well, it's... It it's somewhat hypocritical. It's it's not. I want to make it clear. Okay, I, I I was raised Roman Catholic, and I'm not going to say that they don't. There's there are no Catholic charities. There's all kinds of Catholic charities, etc. Oh yeah. But, but in terms of attachment to to to, to money, um, I, I'm going to read a response from uh, from Catholic Answers on that later. But I want before I get to it, I want to read some more comments from this particular pope. Right. And he had declared a jubilee year that was supposed to end in November of 2016. All right? And here's something he said about it in February of 2016. He says, if the jubilee does not come out of your pocket, it's not a true jubilee, you understand? Now, get this. He's the one who called for this jubilee. He's from the Vatican, okay? Right. And the Vatican, I've been there. I don't know. Have you ever been there? Bill, I don't know if you've been there or not. No, no I haven't been there, but I... <clears throat> Yeah, I've been I've been over to Europe though, and I've been to Milano, but not down to Rome. But I can tell you that Italy is a very wealthy place. I mean, when you look yeah. at the ancient architecture and stuff, these people are not poor. I mean, the upper echelons of the Vatican and the church and the lands they own and the buildings and whatever is crazy. Well, I've been you know I've been to Vatican City <coughs> seven, eight, nine times. I don't know how many times for sure. Right. Uh, and considering its small population. I want to read something else the Pope said related to the Jubilee thing. I guess I'll wait till we come back on the other side of the break as I hear your music starting to come yeah, out. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been bumped by the bumper, as they say. <laughs> All right, well, we'll quote the Pope and go into some scripture. Yeah, and then, well, as I say, the most important thing is that we present the evidence and we ask better questions. Isn't that amazing? Back in a moment with Dr. Bob Thiel. Cogwriter.com and ccog.org. So, Dr. Bob, we have a list of things that you were thinking about right before the break. Uh, let's uh, start rolling. All right. Well, I'm going to go through some more things that the, 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 the Pope said. Uh, for your listeners who just came in, uh, the Pope commented that uh, people have a love of money, idolatry. They should be. They should open up their pocketbooks. They should give give more of it because there's hungry people in Myanmar and refugee camps and other places. And I want to read a, another quote from him. It says, if I'm not mistaken, more or less. 
I'm not certain the figures, but about 80% of humanity's wealth is in the hands of about 20% of the population. And he feels that this stuff should be given there to, to other people. Well, right. if you look at Vatican City, now I have, again, as I said, I've been there eight or ten times. They're really small. There's not that many people there. They definitely have their, uh, they have more than their 80% share for 20% of the population. Let me tell you that. Yeah. In other okay. words, uh, in other words, uh, they're called, the, as the old saying is, they're the pot calling the kettle black. How's that? That's that's one way in order to to, to look at it. Yes, I would I would say that was it. Yeah, in other words, and, they're stating the obvious that everybody should give out of their heart to try to help people live less. But for the Vatican to say it's like it's kind of disingenuous, isn't it? Well, it seems to, especially you know, when he became pope. You know, before he was a cardinal, he was Cardinal Jorge Mario Borrosio, uh, and he said right after he became pope, within a couple of days, oh. How I would like like a poor church and for the poor. So he he, he wanted a poor church and he wanted to be for the poor. Okay, that's what he said. And he said actually then uh, he said later that the reason he named himself Francis was after Francis Sissy. It was because of his love for the poor. Then he says how many poor people are still in the world and what great suffering they have to endure. Because of the example of uh, Francis de Sissi, the church has 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 taken care of everybody, more or less, even though, but it doesn't happen. But, you know, in the U.S., we've got this expression, put your money where your mouth is. And before going further on that line, I want to read something that I ran across, uh, and that was, this is the question and answer at Ask a Catholic. Okay. Right. It says, I'm wondering why the Catholic Church has such a large amount of wealth as can be seen in the beautiful buildings and costly objects in them when Jesus clearly encourages us to sell all of our possessions, give the poor. Okay, that's the question. Now, here's the answer from askacatholic.com. First of all, because the historical riches it has going back to 33 AD are priceless and preserved for all Christendom. Well, you know, they claim that. Peter founded uh, the Church of Rome, even though Catholic scholars actually say that wasn't the case. Right. Peter, in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, when a, a poor person looked at him, said, Silver and gold I don't have. Right. But what I do have, I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, rise up and walk. Right. So, if the Church of Rome actually has, you know, some document that Peter wrote in 33 A.D. or something, uh, I can understand they wouldn't want to sell that. And I'm not, I don't begrudge keeping historical artifacts. I, I, okay. But we're talking more than that. We're, we're talking about things actually mm-hmm. kind of gold and silver uh, and with jewels and such. And to say that they are priceless and preserved for all Christendom, uh, you know, Jesus said, Don't, why do you call me Lord, Lord, not do the things I say? <laughs> uh, you, well, you just simply don't see it, the, uh, <clears throat> the early Christian church trying to accumulate any wealth. Well, it's not just the wealth, it's the accumulations of the means for wealth. For example, people may not know this, but the earth and the religious systems of the earth are tied to the globalists, are tied to the ancient pre-Christian religions and even pre-Israeli religions of the Druids. And the Vatican are plainly not Christian by any means whatsoever. 
when you look at the hat on the Pope's head, it actually is a fish hat that indicates it's, it's the same God that the ancient Palestinians worshipped, Dagan. Okay, or let, the, let, me, let me interject there, by the way. Just, yeah. this, this, yeah. this is for, for any Catholic listener thinking this is Catholic bashing. I challenge any Catholic who's ever been to St. <clears throat> Peter's Basilica in uh, Vatican City, you'll notice they have statues over there. And forget the idolatry side right now, but you'll notice the early bishops of Rome, claimed bishops of Rome or popes, not one of them has this fish hat you're talking about, all right? Right. Because they didn't adopt this until the 4th century after the time of Emperor Constantine. Right, exactly. Which was where the pagans took over the Catholic Church because uh, only 10% of the church after Constantine took over were the original, quote, Christians. And they were absorbed and they even modified the so-called holy days after Constantine, who was a pagan, emperor took over the church so this fish hat actually incorporated paganism over the catholic church so we're not catholic batching we want to clean up our act and the christians whether they're originally catholics or mormons whatever we want them to get rid of their apostasy and get back to the original gospel which is what the Canadian church of god is trying to do is return to the original gospel taught by jesus that goes back to the original works that were given by god to moses and the early prophets of the old testament which unfortunately even the the so-called Jewish religion right now is very apostate after 1300 years in Babylon so what we're dealing with is we're saying let's clean up our apostasy and return to the gospel how's that yeah with, with this, for example like next week one of the things we'll talk about when I'm on <coughs> next week is this uh, the Reformation situation now we think the only way you know Christian unity should truly happen is if people will actually go back to the original church teachings. As you said, right. teaching the truth about the gospel of the kingdom of God, teaching right. the truth, doctrine, etc. As far as the Jews go, you know, there were problems with the Jewish religion. And the right. reason I mention that is, you know, being raised Catholic, I, I know the basic argument, which is basically, like, you know, classic Catholic claim is that the original church, therefore, since they're the original church, they're the faithful one, and they're the right ones, and she should do what they say. Well, Jesus had the same basic argument with the Jews. They're saying, right. okay, we, we have Moses, and we have the Old Testament, okay, and we have the original religion, and you talk to, to Catholic scholars, yes, they'll say, yeah, yeah, the Jews had the original religion. But if you read the New Testament, obviously uh, that original religion was tainted. It wasn't oh, yeah. that everything associated with Judaism was wrong, and I'm not going to say everything associated with Roman Catholicism is wrong. Exactly, okay? yeah, yeah, and exactly, yeah. Catholics that I get along with well and all that. But, right. But... The Jews had the problem that they started to rely on uh, traditions and writings that were outside of. And rabbis, the rabbinical writings exceeded. Yeah, the rabbinical writings exceeded the value of the gospel of the Old Testament prophets and apostles and the Pentateuch, etc. Yeah. And even the, the commandments. So, the exactly, the traditions and writings exceeded the the value of the words God gave gave to His major minor prophets, if you want to call it. So anyway, so getting back to all this kind of stuff and with the financial <clears> side. Uh, I believe that if the Pope is serious, that at some point in time he ought to uh, consider that they should sell some of the gold and silver and stuff they have. Again, I'm not telling them. I'm not suggesting. I mean, it's his words. He's the one telling people who have lots and lots of money, who have more than their fair share by his right, definition. But, but, they need to go let, out and give, give it to feed all let, these people let, in Myanmar. They have the money to do this. this well, let, let me insert something here that people will find a little shocking, but it's true. 
1293, the uh, then Pope kicked off the crown off the King of England because he wanted to indicate to him that his kingdom and all of the subject were actually owned by the Vatican. And people need to understand that the, the Fed Reserve System, which, by the way, we're part of, is still owned and controlled, just like the ancient Jesuits who control the financial systems under the Pope and all the kings of Europe. It still controls this financial system. People need to know that. So when they talk about money, they have control of the bankers that control the money as well. And welcome back. And uh, so, Dr. Bob, you've got some really interesting stuff to tie this all together. Please continue. All right, well, I want to explain why I think that these calls from uh, the Pope are going to actually uh, tie in with the Antichrist, which Ooh. people think that's bizarre. But let me, let me first, I'm going to read a couple of biblical prophecies, and then I'm actually going to read some Catholic prophecies, by the way. The biblical prophecy would be Revelation 13, verse 16 to 17, it's talking about the Antichrist. It's causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, receives a mark on the right hand and foreheads that no one may buy or sell unless they've got the mark or the name of the beast and the number of his name. Right. And people have heard that. And if you if you go in Revelation 18, it talks about Babylon the Great, dwelling place of demons, cage for every clean and unclean and hated bird, etc., etc. Well, when you go into Jeremiah, now I'm going to go to the Old Testament. There's a prophecy in uh, Jeremiah 5, starting verse 27, talk about that the cage is full of birds, so, so their houses are full of deceit. They've grown rich, they've grown fat. Uh, the cause, they don't plead the cause, the cause is fatherless, yet they prosper. And the right of the needy, they don't defend. So I'll not punish them for these things. Now, of course, they, well, they're defending them. But they're not really doing it. Okay? And it says, An astonishing, horrible things have been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power. And people love to have it so. Right. So what will happen in the end? It was kind of a warning about the end time. Now, I mentioned I was going to read some Catholic prophecies. Now, here's one from a Catholic saint, uh, MacTilda, who died in 1299. Antichrist will, through base and false stratagem, and with presence of gold and gems, attain influence over the worldly princes. They will look up to him as their Lord and God. Well, what will happen if the Vatican decides to, let's say they get rid of a quarter of the wealth that they have there, of gold right. and gems? Well, you know what? They're going to be really popular with the world media. They could become very popular in Africa, Asia, and the uh, poor parts of the world. Or what if the European Union really does start to fall apart financially? The Vatican may just be what they'll need to prop them up because the Vatican has assets, right. tremendous assets. Well, here's another one. This is from one of their saints called Ephraim, who died in 375. And he said, this again, these are translations in English by Catholic priests, basically. Okay. Antichrist will use worldly goods as bait. He'll entice many Christians with money and goods to apostatize. The devil will help him find all the hidden treasures of the world, even those in the bottom of the ocean. With those treasures, he'll attain greater success for the reign of Satan than any other time in past centuries. Wow. Again, this is from Catholic prophecy. Right. And the last one, I'm going to actually mention a Catholic saint people have actually heard of. 
The right. other two, maybe they're not familiar with. But this next one, if you were raised Roman Catholic, and even if you weren't, you may have heard of him. Right. This is uh, their saint and doctor of their church called Jerome. Now, Jerome oh, yes, is the yeah, one exactly. that is Latin Vulgate. He's the one that translated the Bible into Latin, okay? And he died around 420. And he said, <clears throat> Antichrist wow. will gain support with many gifts and money. He will sell himself to the devil. Whoa. And, and the Bible says that uh, the, the beast, the other beast, the king of the north beast, is going to accumulate lots of gold and silver and precious stones. You can read about that in Daniel chapter 11, verses 38 and 43. Right. And we also can go in Revelation 17, verse 4, where you hear about a seven-hilled, seven-mountain power that's going to have gold, precious stones, and pearls. Well, I've been, <laughs> been there, and they have those things. And right. so I suspect that what's going to happen is the Pope has been saying this for a long time. People have got to notice this hypocrisy. Okay, I'm not the only one who knows Pope Francis keeps telling people to spend money and give it all to the poor, and he hasn't done it. Okay, he's, he's got control over the Vatican finances and their wealth, and he's been doing it. But if he doesn't do it, let's say the next guy is the final Antichrist, and he certainly may will, will give stuff out. Now, I will comment here. Uh, for those who sound like this is Catholic bashing as well, I have dozens of books on Catholic prophecies, which I have read. And if anybody has read them, they would find out that according to Catholic prophecies, many Catholic writers, saints, prophets, venerable ones, have claimed that the final Antichrist will be a bishop of Rome or a priest of Rome or a cardinal of Rome or something like that. This is not uh, some... Right, yeah. In fact, if you just selectively take only Catholic saints and prophets over the last 2,000 years, you don't even need to go outside of the Catholic ones to actually finger. In fact, remember this uh, bishop from Ireland that went and, and actually Malachi. named the Malachi, yeah? And Malachi actually named the lineal sequence, and it's so dang accurate, it's like it's, it makes the hair stand on the back of your neck. It's like, uh oh. So he obviously was tapped in somehow spiritually to see this, and right. it would be it would be God would be even speak to people who are inside the Catholic Church because remember there are Christians in the Catholic Church you know God is long suffering, there's Christians in the Catholic Church people have to understand even though they're in great apostasy just like there's apostate churches that they have filthy rags on them they're still Christians in those God'll, churches. God will judge who the Christians who the real Christians are exactly yeah, yeah. but exactly. as far as this goes the reality is you're talking about the Malachi prophecy the, right. the last one essentially says that the last guy is basically the Antichrist and uh, I wasn't going to mention it but I have a book called The Last Pope and we've got uh, Francis on the cover now I don't right. think Francis is going to be the last Pope and I've never said he was but, but according to Catholic prophecy that Malachi list it's supposed well, to be him well let, 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 let me throw something on I want to get your response before we sure. forget this it's really important to understand that when you have a convergence of newsletters like Gerald Salente's and Mark Weiss has been predicting all these cycles mm -hmm. all of these financial experts are saying that next year 2018 there's going to be a massive financial collapse now if America gets a cold the rest of the world is going to have a cardiac arrest so if the Vatican is going to sell off their wealth next year is going to be the year because next year the world the world is going to crash like 1929. Yeah, I don't know when the big crash may come, but I do know that we are we are setting ourselves up for one. Yeah. No, no, I'm telling you, the, it's a series a series of Jenga sticks. 
The first crash in crash is, I'm talking about plural, the first big crash is next year before the 2018 midterm elections. And that's, we that's not a... See that. We that's going to happen. All the financial experts are predicting it. And I can tell you, since October 1, I've been having some really ugly dreams. And these are a recurring ones from different perspectives. And when the spiritual things, when you're praying, and again, I want Christians out there to pray on this, when you're praying and your, your financial experts are telling you the same thing that the Spirit's telling you, and you look at the Bible prophecy and look at your books about the final pope, you got to say, the Pope is saying this because next year when all hell breaks loose, there's going to be all, millions of people are going to starve to death unless the Pope hands over a whole lot of the wealth of the Vatican. And guess what? He's going to get so popular by even dissolving a tenth of its wealth, it's going to be mind-boggling. Did you know that the Pope has a number one? You think Trump has a big tweet audience? He's got like 145 and his tweet and Facebook, whatever. The Vatican, this Pope Francis, is orders of magnitude way more popular than, than Donald Trump or any other world leader. The Pope is the most popular person in modern history right today. Today. He, 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 yeah, I haven't looked up his Q his, rating or whatever. His number, numbers are freaking ridiculous. He's got like... No, he, he, he's, certainly, he's certainly popular, although, uh, and you said this to, to me on the break, and I'll just bring it up, and that is there are Catholic cardinals and others who've wondered if this guy is faithful to the Catholic Church and is not... Uh, Oh, they know he isn't. I mean, right. I can tell you, I have been in contact with the Catholics. He, this guy they know is an anti-pope. I mean, uh, give an example, and this is a medical fact. Only one person, woman in ten, with a positive PCR test for Zika virus is going to have a child with a birth defect or die of brain damage or get blindness. But the Pope already gives an absolution that if you have an abortion because they have a PCR positive test, even if the child doesn't have an ultrasound abnormality, you already have an absolution against doing an abortion. That's pretty dang obscene. So you don't have to have an abnormal ultrasound or anything else. Just a PCR test, and the, don't worry, the Vatican's already give you an advanced absolution against the sin of abortion. That well, is a good example of just how bad this guy is. Well, on that, though, this will go back to historical issues. We were in uh, the Netherlands last year for the Feast of Tabernacles, and we had a, what's called a free walking tour, and they were explaining that... Uh, Sailors would get indulgences so they could spend time with prostitutes. So they didn't, oh, no. to, so they didn't have to go to confession on the, when they're running back to their ships. They could do it, do it beforehand. And that's oh, where no. the money oh, no. building churches in Amsterdam years ago. Oh, yeah. And the church wow. got rid of that, but they still do other things, as you indicated, which is not proper. Yeah, and exactly. Hopefully, we yeah. can cover in the next <laughs> yeah. segment. Amazing. That's really history. Yeah. You know, here's the thing to Why? My Christian brothers and sisters within the Catholic Church to kind of interact. I think there's a lot of bishops and cardinals who say they're freaked out. A lot of them don't know what to do next. I mean, they really have a problem with the literally a bunch of cardinals because you have to understand what's going on in a lot of churches, including a lot of the big mega churches in America, is so disgustingly apostate. For example, abortion shouldn't exist in a nation that says 78 percent of people in the country in America are Christians. They claim that on their voter cards. I'm a Christian. They claim it, but they don't act it. They don't yeah, let me tell you, when they get to the gate of heaven and they're seeing, you know, the old story about St. Peter. No, they don't see St. Peter. But when they get to the gate of heaven and they see Yeshua Jesus, there's a trap door for them not a, not a walk in through the gate. <laughs> and well, of course... It, well, you know, that's not how it's going to go. But the rea- Yeah, I know. I'm just being sarcastic. Kind of but the reality is, 
your, 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 your basic point, which is, if the nation was Christian, we would not allow abortion, is, is, is correct. Right, but what's amazing to me is God actually sends almost like a judgment. We've got this apostate pseudo-religion Islam tied down to globalism, and they're more pro-life than most Christians. Sorry, and believe it or not, Catholics are far more pro-life than the average Protestant. People, I found this out the hard way. It was uh, the disgusting. More, more pro-life Jesus than Protestants. But yeah, yeah. Even though, yeah. even though you know, some pontiffs have allowed abortion throughout history, but that's another matter. But right. anyway, just to wrap up of what we were, our first subject, so we can try to get to the second subject. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Is that basically, look, Pope Francis for years keeps saying, People who have money should spend it. His poor, his church should be poor, and for right. the poor, okay, right. they have the money to solve some of these issues. They haven't done it yet. I suspect if there's a massive economic crisis, whether it's 2018 or 2019 or later, uh, the, the Vatican is going to decide they're going to use their wealth, pledge their wealth, or do something to help to do something, which I think will you know, enable the rise of the final Antichrist, or at least support the final Antichrist. And again, that is consistent with Roman Catholic prophecies. Okay, so that's, and it's also consistent with Scripture. Anyway, the other subject we were going to talk about is kind of a silly one, in a sense, and that is that uh, the current scientists have uh, said that uh, the universe should not exist. And we started to talk about this at the beginning of the segment, and basically, and I'm trying to simplify this, and you, 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 you know about this, and that is they say that the way they understand how the universe is put together, now that's the first law. The way they understand, they don't believe Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So, right. <laughs> but the way they understand it, uh, antimatter and matter should have been made at the same time, and therefore there should be basically equal amounts of matter and antimatter. And therefore, they would cancel itself out, and it would be all gone. They would annihilate each other, and it should not exist. And, of course... It does exist, you know, the universe does exist, or we wouldn't be here. But uh, there's a, a scripture, and I've read this one before, and this is talking about the last time. This is from Second uh, Timothy 3. Uh, I'm going to read verse 7 from the Old King James Version of the Bible. Right. It says, they're ever, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, I'm certain that these current scientists, this is over in Europe, by the way, these are the same people that have the Large Hadron Collider and all that stuff. I'm believe that they are intelligent people. Uh, they collect data, and they look at data, and they, they know all kinds of stuff about uh, particles that I don't know much even, but I don't know much about. Okay, I'm sure they're brilliant in certain respects. Well, to some extent. I, I've actually changed the term intelligent to intelligent, J-U-N-K. Okay, well, they, they do have... Inte they, they do they, have they, they're not intelligent, because a real intelligent person realizes if your theory can't explain things, for example... None of these scientists can explain matter antimatter. They can't explain the punctuated recreation that the hand of God creates mankind and all the other living things on the planet. And they certainly can't have by spontaneous, uh, you know, mutations to create new oh, life forms. Yeah, life could not possibly just start. Yeah, you know, like a butterfly with the with the imprintation on its wing of a leaf that happens to sit on the plant. Come on now, really? You know, it is the fingerprints of God all over every living thing. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, it's, it's so ridiculous that a couple of years ago, and I think you, I may have mentioned this on your show, they were actually trying to claim that life came from Mars or from outer space because there's no way it could have evolved and started on the Earth. Okay? Well, the problem is that's still true. There was no way their explanation works. It still doesn't work. 
And, you know, it also reminds me of something that Paul wrote Timothy. He said, Timothy, keep what's committed to your trust. This is from First Timothy 6, 20 and 21. Uh, avoid profane and vain babbling. Vain babbling. Okay, vain means that they're vanity. Right. They don't know what they're talking about. And here's the next part. And oppositions of science falsely so-called. Now, you and I believe in science. It's right. real science. Okay? Yeah. But when they're trying to tell us that, you know, the universe just popped up, and I'm sure they all this antimatter and got rid of it, and that didn't Oh, yeah. And it's like Stephen Hawking. Who, it's, yeah, it's like Stephen Hawking who discovered, uh, you know, black holes, but the guy is a moron because he can't explain things. And he makes statements off the cuff just because he happens to have ALS in a wheelchair. He's somehow considered to be brilliant and the final answer to things, and he's not. You know, well, by the way, you said he's wrong on the black holes, by the way. I don't know if you've read that. Yeah. Too, we came out and kind of backed off on that one. Right. But, but, the, but the point, the, the point remains, and that is that uh, they act like they have answers that they don't because it contradicts their view. Now, right. I remember when I took uh, geometry, and they teach you something called proofs. Okay? Right. And the teacher said, okay, to prove something is correct, you've got to go through all this process. But then he said something the effect. Now, to prove something wrong, all you got to do is find one thing wrong with it. But is, you know, is, it, is it possible? If it's not possible, it couldn't have happened. Okay? Right. Which means their theory, therefore, that antimatter and matter was created at the same time mm. with equal amounts is obviously false. Because <laughs> there would be well, I, I saw a calculation by someone who talked about the spontaneous generation of one cell, of one primitive cell. And the spontaneous generation of one cell would require 10 to the power of... I think 10,675 times the known universe of 460 quadrillion galaxies to create one cell through 15 trillion years. Well, except it's worse than that. And yeah. you've probably heard me say and that. And we're talking about multiples of the actual known universe. But yeah. Okay, let's give yeah. them the cell, okay? Here's right. why we have to give them the cell, because they're going to say there's all these planets and all this kind of stuff. We're going to give them their cell, okay? And I'm going to give them one more thing that would not happen. Right. I'm going to let it be alive. Okay, which wouldn't happen without God, but we'll give them that. But what will happen? It will die. Why right. would it die? Because this cell didn't have a nucleus or a brain. It didn't have the DNA to tell it to go and eat. And if it went to eat, guess what it would do? It would die because it didn't know it had to have a digestive system in order to utilize it, so it would die. And then what would happen if all it had all that? It would still die because how would a single cell without God know it needed to reproduce? Why would it care? Okay, if it could even have caring. Okay, so the whole theory. Yeah, in other words, the survival, the survival instinct imprinted even in primitive life forms is what you're saying. It's, 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 <clears throat> the, the, it's not possible that it could. Their idea that there was some warm goo someplace, that somehow just water moving back and forth as liquid became, something became alive, and then somehow it accidentally ate, digested things, learned how to reproduce. And then because it did that, uh, well, it was guided I, 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 by some uh, instinct to to become better. It's, it's, it's absurd. Oh, it's this fits in, it fits in with also the same Pope pushing the alien gospel, which is that alien life forms recreate us from a lower life form. So that's what that twist they want to do is to say that they would believe in a version of alien-induced, uh, you know, spread, we call it, uh, uh, remember that theory that was out in the Middle Ages about panspermia? <clears throat> it's a form of uh, Vatican-induced panspermia with aliens that are the upgrading life forms on our planet by genetic engineering. But 
if you look at humans, for example, we have a different number of chromosomes, and our chromosomes are not central. They're eccentric chromosomes compared to all of the primates. And our chromosome number is different. So if you tried to create a human from, say, a lower life form, you'd kill it. And it certainly wouldn't reproduce or be more complex. We have a tiny fracture of the DNA, a fraction of the DNA, say, of a banana. But humans are more complex. You can't well, explain more complex, that. The scripture makes it clear. For example, um, you know, whales and dolphins uh, have bigger brains than humans, and chimpanzees have similar sized brains, right? Well, the right. Bible says there's a spirit in man, and that spirit gives him understanding. This is a spirit that's not in animals, okay? Right. Uh, but they, they ignore that. They're like, oh, we just evolved from this, and therefore, if, if, if you take it down to their level, we're all just we're just a different animal like all the rest of them, and uh, right. there's no purpose, there's no God, there's no anything. It's, 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 they, they've got this atheistic religion, right. well, which see, leads to death. Right. It doesn't lead to anything. It doesn't lead to truth or logic. But they like to say that they're scientists, and those of us who actually believe the word of God and who are scientists are not. Yeah, well, I, I like to use the term that they're not scientists, they're scientistic. They look like scientists, but it's like aspartame. Tastes like sugar, ain't sugar. This isn't science, is it? It's caused terminal death of your intellect and death of your soul because it gives you a gospel. It's a man-made gospel. It's a it's a human-created, you know, cybernetic gospel from their the the dark side. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're going to be back next Thursday. I appreciate your amazing discussion today, Dr. Bob. Yeah, there's some uh, some serious things going on. This month, we're going to have uh, a special on next week, by the way, on the 31st with Johnson Gray. Also, the same day that the Pope's going to declare the end of the Protestant Reformation. Back tomorrow with Josh Bernstein and Johnson Gray. We'll be back, too. Your memory, your sleep, a catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter-in-an-hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.